This is the Northwestern Medicine Pod Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Inappropriate laughing or crying can be a lesser-known side effect of stroke. My guest today is Dr. Benjamin Nager. He's a neurologist with Northwestern Medicine. Dr. Nager, I'm so glad to have you with us today. Tell us a little bit about this inappropriate laughing or crying, the pseudobulbar affect. Well, thanks for asking. Um, Pseudobulbar affect is a strange and unusual condition that occurs in a lot of different patients with uh, different neurological conditions. But specifically, we were going to speak about stroke patients today. And it is something that really hasn't been well recognized in the public. Um, We see it in about 20% of our stroke patients. Uh, It does occur a little bit more commonly acutely following a stroke and then gradually starts to decrease in frequency. But it causes an uncomfortable situation in the home where the person who's suffered the stroke will sometimes have inappropriate emotional responses to things. So they may giggle or laugh uh, inappropriately and more commonly, and I think more, it more bothersome to the family is when the person cries. Dr. Nager, can this condition, PBA, occur with other neurological conditions? Is it just associated with stroke, or are there other reasons it can have that effect? Well, I'm glad you asked. It can occur with other conditions. Um, the things that uh, I see most commonly are multiple sclerosis, and uh, there are other conditions like Lou Gehrig's disease or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, um, conditions that cause that cause damage in both sides of the brain. So, say traumatic brain injury uh, can also result in this. So, are there certain situations that might trigger the crying or laughing, or do they just happen on their own and for no reason? Well, both can occur, but I think generally a minor emotional stimulus. So say watching a TV commercial that might be a little bit sad about dogs that aren't being treated appropriately might trigger hysterical cry. And something that might have a little bit of humor in it could trigger a a lot of laughter. And uh, if it happens in public, it's uh, quite embarrassing. So tell us about the percentage of patients that suffer from PBA after a stroke. Is this a large population? And you said that it can happen acutely. Does it then, in a larger population, tend to decrease or even go away? Absolutely. The the statistics seem to show that about uh, 30% or so of patients will get it after a stroke. And if you look at people down the road, say six months to a year, that number drops to about 20%. Wow. So you mentioned family, how it affects the patient and the family. Does the patient realize that they're laughing or crying inappropriately, Dr. Nager? And as you said, it can be a little bit embarrassing. What would you like family members to know if this happens in public? Well, the first thing is that it isn't something that's under the person's control. And I think that the the crying is upsetting and the laughter is also uh, very upsetting and could be embarrassing when it happens out in public and it might be inappropriate because uh, it it makes the person the center of attention. And that's the last thing that they want. And uh, no, they they really don't have any control over this. Um, Sometimes the harder they try to suppress it, 
the worst it gets. And uh, I think you can think of people in your life who always were known as criers or people who seem to snicker and laugh inappropriately. And it really isn't a, um, something that they can control. It, it's just part of how they uh, function at that particular time. So what can be done about it? What treatments might be available? Is it is there medicational intervention or are there positional changes, things that they can do? Absolutely. Um, a few years ago, a drug was released. It's called Nudexta, which is a combination of two medications, one of which, the main ingredient, is actually the commonly used uh, cough suppressant called dextromethorphan. And that seems to work quite well in decreasing the, the severity of these episodes. Um, we also use antidepressants. Um, psychologists will give patients uh, uh, exercises that they can do to try to, to distract them and make it less likely that they'll have an emotional response to certain stimuli. But the medications themselves seem to be the most effective. And now is this something that since it can decrease after the stroke, that then the medication changes or maybe they don't have to be on it at all? Yes. Uh, So about uh, a third of the patients who get it will ultimately evolve out of it as their condition, you know, uh, improves over time. Wow, it's so interesting. Dr. Nager, so what would you like the family and friends to know about supporting somebody with PBA at that time, and any questions that you really want them to ask the doctor? Because, you know, we go with our loved ones when they go to their neurologist for their post-stroke appointments. What would you like us to ask about this? Well, I think the first thing is to, to make sure that the health professional that the person sees is aware of the concerns of the family, particularly if they notice a change in behavior or response. And it's it's not a sign that there is an impending terrible thing that's going to happen to the person. It is something that can improve with time, and it can certainly improve with treatment. So we need to remember, uh, first, that it's not the person's fault, and they're not guilty of anything if they embarrass themselves. And second, it is a treatable condition that may go away on its own, but certainly will respond to therapy. So please ask or mention the problem. That's so important to note. Do you have any final thoughts, Dr. Nager, as, you know, even if someone starts to notice this day after stroke or six months later, what would you like them to know about PBA in general? Do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, Just that uh, I think people uh, want to get better. And if the person is bothered by this thing that occurs, that's come on because of their condition, uh, don't be afraid to mention it to their healthcare professional. I think that's the main message is that while it can be uncomfortable for patients, for their families, it's not their fault. Talk to your healthcare professional about it because there are treatment options available. And that wraps up this episode of Northwestern Medicine Pod Talk. For more information on the latest advances in medicine, head on over to our website at nm.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as interesting as I did, please share on your social media, share with your friends and family, and be sure to check out all the other informative podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.